0: Hi, good morning everybody and welcome to Miller & Condon on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO as we resume local programming and talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Uh, Thank you for spending at least part of your morning with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, bottom of the hour, we're going to talk you and I. I tried to hook up with Gary Rima last week, his unbelievably busy week as he crisscrossed the country calling basketball and football, but we'll talk about the well, the first place, at least at this point of the season, team in the Missouri Valley Conference. Those I Panthers off to a terrific start with a couple of really good wins already. We'll recap the football as they fell on Friday night. They, the uh, the uh, Farley squad, uh, to James Madison. What was a final? 17-zip, I want to say, was the final in mm-hmm. that one as they get eliminated in the corner final. So we'll dot I's and cross T's on that one. Seems like a long time ago, does it not, that they were playing triple overtime game at Jack Trice Stadium with a freshman Quarterback and a freshman kicker. Uh, both have had unbelievable games. So we'll do that with Gary Ryman. Look ahead to, you know, to back to basketball is, uh, you know, what lies ahead in the Valley. They have maybe the most uh, coming out of nowhere non conference win of the season, right? As uh, Evansville walks into. Lexington into Rupp and picks off the Wildcats of Kentucky. That was unbelievable. Uh, in the eleven o'clock hour, John Bowen Camp's going to be here. The Hawkeyes made news yesterday in a couple of fronts. Uh, John uh, uh, John Bowen Camp. Obviously, we will do the football. We'll do the Jordan Bohannon stuff with him, uh, and look forward to catching up on both of those. You know, I've said it, Trent, and We've said it for the last little while. It's just amazing how. Iowa football has taken a page from Iowa State football from the last you know decade or so, sure. and really got out in front of. You're know, going to feed the media, who in turn will feed the beast uh, with uh, with Iowa State football basically on hiatus. And yeah, we'll get the Campbell stuff tomorrow, the signing day. But uh, Ference is not going to be a part of it tomorrow, and he met with the media yesterday, so we'll catch up on that. But they've done a nice job; they really have. Iowa. I never thought I'd ever say this. Uh, Iowa's done a nice job. Is um, you know as far as the media port media relations. And again, it's not about us, it's about we. We, I say term loosely. Uh, the, the Leistikows, the, uh, the Morehouses, the Dockermans, etc. Uh, and everybody that goes along with it are able to provide the Hawkeye fan base. So we'll talk to John Bowen Camp, and then Zubin Mahenthi will slide on in here at 11.20. He's on vacation. I'm not sure where he is. No. But he said, you know, I want to do this, so okay. We'll we'll do that. Absolutely. We'll go around the world of sports with Zubin. I'm assuming some NFL conversation will pop into the equation. You know, let's start with the Bohannon news, Trent, and then we'll get to Drew Brees, what we saw last night. I want to spend a couple of minutes with him, just marveling at what he's doing at his age. Uh, 29 out of 30 last night, four touchdowns, all-time leading uh, touchdown pass uh, quarterback in the history of the game, which is remarkable. He's got a couple of records, but let's start with uh, Jordan Bohannon and just you know the the speculation was, and I think you knew because you were kind of putting out some you know, I can't say anything kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. That well, there might be surgery coming up on his other hip, uh, and you were um, you know you alluded to it, you teased it a little bit, and that's exactly what the announcement said yesterday that he's going to uh, miss the remainder of the season now to have surgery on his other hip. Pain wise, he said, was a seven out of ten. But yeah. for him to be able to get through what he did, the first 12, and to be able to culminate it with a uh, you know, being part of a win over Iowa State um, in Hilton, you know, this is season shortened, but certainly one that uh, he made a mark.
1: You know, and you could kind of reading between the lines here throughout this 11 games for the team, 10 for him you could tell that something certainly was happening here. He wasn't practicing. He wasn't able to go through kind of everything that you'd anticipate from him. And, and as a player, this was not the same Jordan Bohannon that we've seen at no, times no. earlier in his career. You could tell he was limited. Mm-hmm. He was limited in a lot of different ways. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Not what by we his standards. Yeah, he was 32.8%, yeah. 20 to 61. So this was not the same guy that we were used to seeing. You know, going back to when the surgery first came out, and – I found it interesting. I was talking to a couple of people that know about this surgery, and one of the people they mentioned was Nazmi Trulon, mm-hmm. who had the surgery on both hips. And they were very surprised because normally when this type of injury happens, and especially for an athlete that kind of guts through it for a while, it's going to also impact the other hip, and that's what it turns into, a double hip surgery that you have, and that extends the process. I do wonder, maybe it's a question that we'll never find out, but... If the doctors told him, look, you need to have surgery on both hips. If you just do one, though, there is a possibility that six to nine month window is closer to the six months. And mm-hmm. so maybe you can try gotcha. and see to give it a go if that was even on the table for him. If that was something that was, here's option A, here's option mm-hmm. B, what do you want to go with? Did he wrestle with that decision? Right. And I
0: got to think he probably did. And, and you know, we've we've seen and we've come to understand now just his... Um, affinity for his teammate Ryan Kreiner, who's yeah. going to, you know, he's out of eligibility after this year. And mm-hmm. prior to the game uh, at Hilton last week, they had their moment last Thursday night that, you know, that a little hug and made it clear that this is going to be it. it I mean, I don't know what was said. I can only speculate, but, you um, know, You just wonder what went into it, and he just wanted to be out there with his guys for part of it. And he did, and he got a little taste of it, and we'll get a little more taste out of him. Although, did you see Jeff Goodman, who's really good?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. speculating He's throwing a little gasoline on the fire. Yeah, what's that all about? I mean, he gets enough clicks. He does, yeah. He was just stirring it up, I guess. And Jeff Goodman does a pretty good job of that, too. And I think more than anything, that's what it was, but... The replies underneath were hilarious. <laughs> Go to uh, Jeff Goodman's Twitter feed, you'll find it, and uh, you'll see a lot of Hawkeye fans kind of cushioning. Hawkeye fans were busy because
0: there was a piece that was published at Corn Something. Oh, okay. Like
1: the, Our Neighbors to the West, yeah, Corn our Something? Yeah,
0: Neighbors to the West. Uh-huh. And I don't remember who tweeted first. It might have been John, might have been Mark, I don't know, one of the Hawkeye. I think Soundoff tweeted eventually, but just a recap of the season and how, you know what, uh, Nebraska not going to a bowl game is actually going to work out better. <laughs> be. <laughs> because the coaches don't have to be there for those practices. They can sure. actually spend more time recruiting. Mm-hmm, yeah. it just goes to show you what a big win it was when the kicker of all people for Iowa celebrating and taunting the way that it's, it's just uh, – it was <laughs> – Rick Brown was the first one okay. to tweet it. Rick Brown's got another a new book out. Did you know that? I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe Murph and Andy or the Fanatics had him on one day last week. But uh, uh, good for Rick Brown. He's still writing, and I know he's still writing for the University of Iowa. But yeah, if you, if, uh, if you have a chance.
1: Oh, Nebraska. Yeah. And those people just eat it up, don't they? Yes, they do. They they lap it up, and thank That's God, a God they really do. Good point. and
0: thank God they do in our state too, because that was makes it. Uh, you know, sports talk radio certainly in our market, a market I have to remind anybody that has no pro teams and um, you know continues to succeed the way that it does. Well, it's I'm just, just
1: I'm just waiting for Christmas when I get to Sioux City this weekend and uh, having that side of the family's Christmas. Oh, they're all Husker fans. Uh, right? No, no, my uh, my wife's dad is though, and her father is a Nebraska fan, so I'm sure he'll be selling me the bill of goods mm-hmm. about why this is such a great thing, you know, look at that recruiting class. I'll I'll remind him that the last five recruiting classes have all been in the top 25 nationally, and it won't matter. It will go through deaf ears, and I'll go back to my Budweiser and uh, call today day from there. Mm. So that's what you're doing for Christmas? When are you going up there? We're going there Saturday. We'll be back Sunday night 'Cause we're uh, working Monday. Yep, we're working Monday. Everybody's
0: on here's the here's the uh, the the holiday schedule if you want, for those of you that care. And I know some of you do, and we're grateful for that. Uh, all of the shows are here on Monday mm-hmm. and then every one of us is off Tuesday, the twenty fourth and Wednesday, Christmas Day. Same situation the following week. We're all here on Monday, then we're on Monday the 30th, and then we're all off on the 31st, we're all off on the 1st. So it's going to work out well because we'll get two days to preview both of the bowl games. We'll Mm -hmm. get one day to recap the bowl games and maybe touch a little bit on, uh, because the NFL will be over at that point. Trent, this NFC is unfair. (laughs) It is is unfair. The Vikings are going to, in all likelihood, end up, I don't know, 11-5, 12-4, and have to go to New Orleans to take on the Saints, six versus three. I get it. Well, you know, win your division. Mm-hmm. Okay, division's pretty good. It is pretty good. Here's the thing with with the way it sits right now, Green Bay with the two overall seed. How many teams would you take a, take ahead of Green Bay on a neutral field? On the so of the six teams that get in, where would you? You certainly wouldn't say that they have the second best chance to get out of the NFC. I mean, to me, it's Niners, it's Seahawks, it's Saints. But then because they're by, the two seed remember they, they get a
1: buy, yes. They get a buy, right. they get the first game at the very least at yep. Lambeau and if it's not chalk. If it's not the one seed, they'll be hosting the mm-hmm. NFC title game mm-hmm. in Lambeau Field. So but it, because of that, just seems that maybe like, that changes
0: it. it. It does. I agree. It just doesn't seem like they're the second best NFC team, though, does it? No, not I mean, at they're at better all. than the Cowboys. Everybody is. They're but s- I'd put them fifth when I'm power rating it. I'm with you. I think the Vikings are a better football team. We'll, we'll find out. Well, we won't find out, but we're, yeah. we'll uh, we'll know a lot more this time well, we won't be on the air next time, so we'll talk to ourselves a, a, a week from today. Uh, but next Monday night, and the curtain's coming down on Monday Night Football, and what a way for it to come down, at least locally. It moves our needle, Packers, and the Vikings from the Twin Cities. I got the odds here to win the NFC. Wow. So, let me take a stab at this. Is it—so it, the, the, the Niners are the favorite? They are not. So the Seahawks are? They are not. Wow. Well that has to be the Saints and I would have been I'm totally wrong on that because I thought the San Francisco would have been the favorite.
1: They the Saints right now are plus 230 mm-hmm. to win the NFC. Your second choice. Not much more, 250, 275 for okay. the Niners. Then Seahawks? the Seahawks at 3 to 1. Maybe that's something I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking at. If, if the Cowboys aren't four, no.
0: Even though they're America's team and you <laughs> would are. think they get more
1: money, they they can't be. There's the Packers at 6 to 1. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about Let's see it. The games at Lambeau, though. I know. Eh, I'm with you, though. Vikings at eleven to one. Three straight road wins, though, to do it at eleven to one. That is
0: asking But eleven to one, that's a pretty
1: enticing, pretty enticing number. Cowboys sixteen to one. They have no chance. Eagles twenty two to one. Is that worth a stab? Just because they're going, if they be, if they win on Sunday, right. they will get a home
0: playoff game as the four. No, they have I don't pedigree. I, this yeah. team looks. They're not good, Trent. No. Too many injuries.
1: And then the Rams are still on the board as they are technically still alive. 125-1. to
0: Mm. How about those two quarterbacks, the 1-2 Goff and Wentz? And they're both signed to long-term. I mean, their their teams, I guess you have to when you draft that high. And and look, one of them's won a Super Bowl. Well, he was hurt. uh, But part of a Super Bowl team. And the other one got his team to a Super Bowl. and. It was a good game. I mean, it was a low-scoring game as we think back to last year. But uh, you're tied to Goff and you're tied to Wentz. Who do you feel better if you're a Rams fan or an Eagles
1: fan? I still would rather have Wentz. I would, too. I of would the too. two, that mm-hmm. would be the one that I would go, look at that wide receiver group. I mean, they're talking about talk- nothing. playing their backup quarterback uh-huh. at wide receiver. They're so depleted there. Zach Ertz, the tight end. Yes. They're, they're going three tight ends a lot of times because mm-hmm. they don't – they literally – don't have wide receivers was it Greg Ward, the former Houston quarterback yes. is out there running around all right here's the odds for the to win the AFC okay so let, so Baltimore's clearly favored. they are minus 110 minus 110 to win that, that's win two games yeah second choice Chiefs no still the Patriots is it really plus 265 mm-hmm. now, I'm jumping on this literally as we're talking the Chiefs are plus 350 seven to two Yes, please. Why not? Right, seven to two. Mm-hmm. Great pass. Defense. Hey, look, the Bills could beat the Patriots this week, yeah. opening
0: up the pathway to that number two seed.
1: And then you get into long shots. The Bills are twenty to one. Uh-huh. The Texans are twenty to one. Trent, I like that Bills team. I like that Texans team. Mm-hmm. I still got a future wrapped up on them to win the AFC from before the year. I think it was twenty, either twenty-two or twenty-four to one. So I don't need to add any more man, money to the losing account. There, Titans forty to one. Yeah. Steelers sixty six to yeah, one
0: getting in the duck uh, the duck was exposed on Sunday yes night.
1: and the Browns and Raiders since they're technically still alive still they're alive. listed seven fifty to one for each of them yeah, if you want to take a shot the Raiders
0: can get in I saw this yesterday at eight and eight if all breaks well for them they can get in at eight and eight you know the, since we're talking sports gambling just let me kind of switch gears but put this in context is 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 the sports bill passing. Sports wagering, Bill, passing in the state of Iowa. Is that the biggest sports story in our state in 2019? Oh, that,
1: it's that time of year, isn't it, That where uh-huh. we have to uh, start to think about those a little bit. Biggest sports story of the year in the state of Iowa. Thinking back, basketball, nice mm-hmm. run from Iowa State in Kansas City, Iowa yeah, I mean, wins they, they a game. They won the tournament, and they, they won the Big 12 tournament, but Iowa wins a game there. During the summer, is there really anything no. that happens? Dolling one another championship. Right. You Was get there into any... football. Iowa and Iowa State had nice seasons, mm-hmm. but nothing historic by any means. Mm-hmm. You and I gets to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot there. I, I think that might be it. That might be the biggest story in sports in
0: 2019. The passage of legislation opening the door. Uh, for sports wagering in the state of Iowa, yeah. If it's not that, I wonder what it would be. I don't think we're missing anything. No, I, I think nationally, and we, as we've said, I think, I mean, as we said in April, the se- the Monday after the s- second weekend in April. Well, there's the biggest story of the year. Mm-hmm. There'll be nothing that tops that one, and <laughs> I don't think anything has since with Tiger uh, winning his Masters. But um, Anyways, so let's talk a little bit about Drew Brees. We talked about Aaron Rodgers, and we kind of see the decline a little bit. Uh, Tom Brady's not having anywhere near the year that he's had in the past. At least it doesn't uh, doesn't look like he is. Drew Brees last night, 29 out of 30. 29 out of 30. I mean, four touchdown passes. It's just incredible what he's doing, and he's 41 years of age, and... You know the, these guys; they all decline. Look at the decline of Philip Rivers. My God! And man, of course, their paths crossed. What 2004? Right, 2004, when Breeze was in San Diego and the Chargers. Well, eventually they draft Eli Manning, but end up with Philip Rivers, and they would uh, jettison Drew Breeze to Miami, who yeah, they wanted him. But boy, well, you got shoulder issues. Yeah. We're going to go in a different direction. They went
1: Dante Culpepper,
0: correct? Yeah, good idea, right? Mm. I mean, he's a good, he was an okay player, but Drew Brees is a first ballot Hall of Famer and a, and a record holder. But And what he's doing at his height, too, right? Mm-hmm. When You know, you weren't supposed to play at the, in, in in the league. It's certainly And we know Flutie did, uh, but certainly not at the level that Drew Brees and the numbers that he's put up in his career. They're remarkable. Nothing short of remarkable.
1: You know, they were showing that uh, package of him and every single time going over to Sean Payton and that relationship. Yeah. And just how tight you mm-hmm. can tell. Those two guys are somebody that believed in him and, and believed that he was going to overcome that shoulder surgery. A lot of people didn't think so. He was already limited in a way. He's he's got an arm. He's always right. had an arm. But because of the stature and the limitation that he has there, even if you lose a couple of ticks off that fastball, that's going to matter for a five foot eleven quarterback. Right. But New Orleans and well the thing for New Orleans, they didn't have a whole lot of options either. Right. So they said, let's give it a shot.
0: Yeah, what he's done for that franchise. Is oh, it's remarkable. incredible! It really is. It's Without remarkable.
1: Drew Brees, when Hurricane Katrina hit, mm-hmm. if that team hadn't been as relevant as they would, would they still be there? I think hard it's hard to say. I think it's a conversation that at least can be a conversation. Yeah,
0: hard to say because
1: if they're back to back to back four and twelves. Maybe they're in San Antonio right now. Could be. Where they played some games that, that, that they following did. season. Yeah, because they had to uh, completely uh, – what do
0: they call it now? Is it the Mercedes-Benz? I think it's Mercedes-Benz. Yes, yeah. Benz is the, the Superdome. Called. The Superdome, right. Yeah. Go in and, and got it because um, you know there, was, there were so many people that that's mm-hmm. where they took shelter, as we recall, after Katrina. So unbelievable. All right, just real quick on this. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. I want to get the piece up. We talked a little bit about our buddy John O'Rand yesterday. Yes, yeah. From Sports Business Daily. Did you see golf cashed in? Talking the business of sports right now. Uh, Oran put out his, uh, his forecast, his, He kind of speculates what he thinks will be some of the bigger stories in sports media in the upcoming year, and he thought that golf was going to get paid, and he thought there was an opportunity, or golf was going to get a big deal, and there was going to be you know, some other movement around. He's got Tony Romo on there. Who's going to get the SEC contract? Because a lot of these sports properties are coming up for renewal, including DirecTV that's going to be up after next year. And I have no idea. You know what what Direct TV and the Sunday NFL ticket if they will continue to be an exclusive as I'm guessing it Direct TV wants it to be no doubt but are you know how much is that going to cost and if and if they do go away the the entities that are bidding for these properties Trent are we at the point of change right now that TV is you know it's going to be all of this ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. this Amazon, this Netflix, I just,
1: I feel bad for my demographic, <laughs> damn it. Because we don't get it. But you can adapt, you can learn, you can change. I mean, remember you yeah, we... shouldn't
0: have to change at our age,
1: man. It's, turn the TV on and watch the damn game. But computers, you were probably scared of computers initially, weren't you? No, but my grandparents
2: were and
0: i
1: couldn't believe it it's not that tough it's not that tough same thing here it's not that difficult you're going to be able to figure it out you're a smart guy ken i i get to hear your ideas all the time your pitches you're a smart guy you're going to be able to figure this out and then you're going to look back you're going to say (laughs) boy i was sitting here bitching and complaining for Mm -hmm. five years about this should have done this a little quicker. I bought my my my
0: grandma a, a, a VCR or a Betamax or something in the eighties, mm-hmm. and I was so excited to surprise her with this new innovation. You actually could tape shows, yes, and you could get up and you can rewind it, and you can put your TV on channel four, and you can actually wanted no part of it, mm-hmm. scared to death of it. I mean, I couldn't. I had to take it back
1: because she wouldn't use it. She wouldn't use it,
0: and here I am. <laughs> Same thing. It's here we are. I guess. Because uh, we've got, what, three games or two games for sure for Iowa State on the ESPN right. Plus. Yeah, a couple coming. of them on there. Yeah, they're they're advertising those now, and why mm-hmm. wouldn't they? I mean, it's got to make people aware, because there's going to be folks out there that, when, the, when does the Kansas-Iowa State game, I think it's the 15th of January or whenever, it's sometime in early January, and that's the first time that Iowa State will be part of this. And there's going to be people on the day of the game or maybe the night of the game that, well, what the hell's the damn game right on e s p n well, maybe it's f s one where the hell is
1: this? How can this game not be on t v it's streaming it's streaming. and you can get it on your television right you just have to stream it through e s p n plus I guess. it's easy I know and how much is it a month five ninety nine yeah, and you
0: get all these other stuff with it right right you can get deep into boxing. you know what did you happen to watch the fights on Sunday I did on Saturday not know. night I didn't it I heard was, they were great they were terrific. It was like, you know what, you know, demographic was like turning back the clock, yeah, right? Yeah. Because boxing was so relevant, and it was after the, uh, the Heisman Award, and hell, there was nothing on. Um, no football. Uh, was, it, was there college basketball? I watched college basketball. Gonzaga, all day. Arizona was yeah, playing late. Right. But I watched it all day, and I was ready for something else. So I watched boxing, and it was really good. I mean, two
1: good fights. Boxing is such an interesting sport from what it was to what it is oh, today right. and it was boxing and horse racing yeah, MMA and what that has done to the sport but it feels like ESPN Plus when this first came out I'm like all right just another streaming what's going to be the mm-hmm. difference you look and it's a bunch of A10 basketball and sunbelt yeah, hoops and right you know, but you find these niche audiences and this is what you have to if you're uh-huh. an MMA fan right you have have ESPN Plus right. or what's the other one? D A Z N. How what are they? The zone. The zone is that yep. what it is? Same thing with MMA, boxing. These you find these niche sports and then you keep building. And maybe ESPN Plus are they going to be a player when it comes to yes. Sunday ticket? The answer is yes. Yeah. They're going to be a player in everything.
0: Monday night football. I wouldn't be surprised. Who's going to do Monday night football next year? We talked a little bit we about did. this yesterday. Somebody. Yeah. It's somebody somebody different. different. That's that's a hard listen. It really was. It is. It's a hard listen. Joe Tess just going nuts. Mm -hmm. Jacoby Percent for five. Oh, speaking of going nuts, Gus Johnson, who you like, I've never been a fan of, and I know I'm way in the minority on this one. They've got
1: the Holiday Bowl. They do. FS1 will get the A team and Joel Mm Clapp along with it. Who's got the Camping World? Mm, now the big crews will be getting ready for the Absolutely. playoffs. They've
0: got the two playoff games. So does McDonough and Blackledge? Maybe get the camping world. They're usually outback. Out, McDonough seems like he's outback. Okay, because he didn't he work with Gruden? Yeah, he did on college. I think they did. Gruden and Gruden would cross over. Remember when he was doing Monday Night Football, and he would always because he did the Clowny game. I'm pretty sure when Clowny. Um, Made his play. Are you ready? You got it? I got it. Good team? No. I I can can see your... your, your
1: Bob Weschusen? Okay. Now, here's a guy that I like, but I like him in studio. I don't remember him doing color. Dan Orlovsky, former UConn quarterback. I I, I
0: watched that team. That that team did a couple of games that I watched this year.
1: And Allison Williams will be the sideline. So...
0: Mm. Mm. All right. Yeah. No, it's not. There's better, crews. There so better who, crews, so who's got the two playoff games? We know obviously uh, that Herb Street uh, will have one of them. I'm sure he'll he'll do the Clemson Ohio State, right? Well, he'll do the night game, I would think. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the finale, that's the uh, fiesta. The Let's Peach would be Peach got to be McDonough, McDonough and Blackledge. I'll be surprised if it's not.
1: Uh, not finding a a list of per bowl game. I just, uh, Camping World, though. I'll find it. I'll
0: find it. I think I I saw the link, but never clicked on it at some point.
1: Anyways, we'll take a time out. We'll
0: come back. We're going to switch gears entirely. Gary Rhyme is going to join us. Now, what are we doing? We're going to talk to Gary Semi-Regular. I know Kevin Lehman's going to join the program on a weekly basis as we switch into basketball, and he's going to, what, his first appearance is tomorrow, I want to say. Absolutely. So I look forward to talking to Kevin Lehman, a really good color analyst on basketball. He does everybody. uh, So he'll see all of the, or most of them anyways, uh, the local teams at some point. Um, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors Kevin Lehman, and then we'll get Gary periodically, including five minutes from now.
1: Coach Jake also going to join us. A few times here oh, throughout the year, so looking forward to talk with him. Talks of you and I hoops, big four with Kevin Lehman. We'll talk Iowa, Iowa State, you and I. Big Drake. four, miss it? Yeah, I think we do, don't we? Would it be this weekend? I think it would. Yeah, I think it would be this weekend or miss, last weekend. Miss it even more. I mean, Cincinnati is fun, mm-hmm. but you and I, I would be more fun. That would be big time. Yeah. Big thank you though to Ke- uh, J- Jeff Egley and everybody out at Washer Systems of Iowa, looking for a pressure washer for your garage siding. I've used that before, pressure wa- pressure washers there, floor care equipment, heaters for your shop, your garage, they can help you out there. Washer Systems of Iowa in Des Moines. And if you don't think that you, uh, they're an Iowa company, just listen to the commercial. <laughs> no doubt. There's, there's no R
0: in wash, but those Iowans... We like to make different spellings, don't yes. we? We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we will talk to Gary Rhyme. 11 o'clock, we're going to do the Hawkeyes with uh, John Bowen Camp with the Bohannon News and the Ferentz Press Conference from yesterday. We'll catch up on that. Zuban Mehente, 1120. Trent and I till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen zero. Oh. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO, with you until noon in the eleven o'clock hour. John Bowen Camp uh, from the Maven, uh, Trent. I just got a new number here. Let me go off here real quick.
1: All right, we'll get it uh, set up and get the new number. Let me. Do you know
0: what? I'll just send it to you. That'll be good. Just uh, take a screenshot here. Anyways, uh, we do know uh, the Camping World Bowl is indeed. Uh, Todd Blackledge and Sean McDonough, and we had a tweet. Uh, somebody tweeted the show when we were talking about what we thought would be the biggest story of the year in sports uh, in the state of Iowa. Carson King is yeah. the answer. <laughs> That's a really good one. Now, we, and then, the sports is the sports wagering is still big, but when you consider the tentacles that the Carson King story had, you know, with the Register and then filtering all the way down to rag Ragbrai. You know the split of that and uh, what started at uh, a game day um for cyhawk up and Ames and all the money that was raised and the, where the money went and then the register publishes the story uh, on Carson King a feel good story and they you know dig into his past um find those texts from when he was um you know teenager or whatever so uh yeah it's well done well done on your part I think that probably will. Rule the day. Marcus Birkin, thank you for tweeting that at Trent and I. It is, the, in my opinion, the bigger story of the two sports wagering. Carson King will take it for me. Uh, Gary Reimer joins the program as we talk you and I. Gary, Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. Have you recovered from crisscrossing the country as you had to do last week? That's, you put on a lot of miles, Gary Reimer. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing great. Doing great. Great to be on with you guys again. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You're fine. Five thousand four hundred and twenty-three miles That's later, crazy. three games in four days, three different time zones, Central Mountain out to the East Coast and back. I'm good to go, guys. What a week! What a, what a Hey, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> but got a little got a little greedy. I wanted that third one on Friday night. Yeah, and
0: understandably so, Gary. And you know, look at I. I'm not. Bashing the referees. There's, I'm sure there were calls that went in you and I's favor. I thought the first one had that that turnover stood, and I and I didn't see anything that uh, I thought that they should overturn the call. Maybe you did, um, but certainly had that one. If you've been able to get that turnover where
2: you did, who knows what might have been different, right? Yeah. How crazy is that? And the first play from scrimmage, yep. uh, if if the call on the field stands that that was a fumble and a recovery by you and I at their twenty-eight going in, might have changed the, the whole trajectory of that ball game. And, you guys, we still can't figure out how the replay official overturned I that can't one. Uh, and, and really, really confusing. Uh, and, you know, the crazier one also was later when Tyler Houston fumbled the football. We had a, a big screen TV in our, our press box. We were seeing replays of it. Elbow down, butt down. Then the ball comes out. And so we asked Coach Farley about it on the post game show, said, man, those two replays, the one they overturned, uh, and, and overturned the call on the field didn't seem right. And then for, from our vantage point, it looked like Hoosman was down and, and, uh, they, they didn't overturn that call. They called that a fumble on the field and a recovery by James Madison. And we thought the replay official would certainly overturn mm-hmm. that one. And he said what happened was on that replay in the replay booth, all, they lost all replay.
0: Are you kidding me?
2: No way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean how how <laughs> opportune it a deal was right. that for James Madison. But just at that time somehow the replay video got scrambled and they couldn't see it. I, I, I told Coach Farley we he, he could have come down to our booth. We had they were showing the replay on T V and we were seeing a perfectly fine with his elbow was down, but yeah it pretty crazy but uh, you know <laughs> It just the, the defense played outstanding in that game. The the offense was just too banged up, guys, and not not making excuses. But but you can't be playing with a, a fourth and fifth string tight end and missing three of your top four wide receivers from the start of the year and two of your running backs and your best running back playing hurt. I mean, Trevor Allen was just gutting it out. He was he was playing hurt. It just you know Will McIlvain just didn't have enough weapons uh, in the skill position to really. Uh, do some of the things offensively that we needed to do to beat that team, and they got a great defense too. so um but uh, you're really proud of what this team did all the injuries and adversity and the schedule they had to play and not getting a top eight seed and the route they had to take. I mean, it's it, it was a special season and, and I tell you the future looks pretty good.
1: Well, speaking of that future, Trevor ne- Trevor Allen, his career finishes up. Uh, Jalen James, a kid from east, he uh, finished his career, but offensively four of the five starters on the O-line back. Of course, McIlvain will be back at quarterback. A lot of skill, position, talent, and 10 of the 11 starters on the defense going to be back next year. Certainly, what, preseason top five team, and maybe a team, finally, Farley, can push North Dakota State and the rest of the, of the upper echelon of the FCS?
2: Yeah, you know, it, and we're, I'm right with you, Trent, and, and the schedule really favors you and I next year when it comes to Valley games. We get North Dakota State at home we get South Dakota State at home, Illinois State at home. It's that good year of where you don't have to travel to those places. And, you know, North Dakota State, they might come into the, the Unidome next year on about a 39 or 40 mm. winning streak. And the, and the last time they had one of those long winning streaks, you know what happened to yeah. See, they came into the Dome and the Panthers ended it. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, as, as disappointed as Panther Nation is that the team couldn't pull off that upset on Friday night and, Get to the semifinals. I, I think everybody should be pretty optimistic on, on what it looks like for next year with all those guys back. Plus, Briley Moore is going to come back uh, for, for an additional season. Uh, the the All American tight end, the, the preseason MVFC tight end, Tristan Bohr is going to come back, play another year, uh, another tight end. So, you know, I, I tell you what, you know, we lose a couple of key guys, but we, we got so much coming back next year. Led by that young quarterback Will McElveen, I still think he's going to be a special talent. Mm-hmm. Before it's all said and done, we got to find a running back or two. I just, I think we got to find that premier running back to bolster the offense. One or two wide receivers, but I tell you what, a lot of that defense is back, and and I, I, I love the schedule next year. We open up at Iowa. We get a chance to host Weber State. Well, I, I really felt. We were as good as them when we played them out at their place. Just got off to a bad start, so I, I think I think it looks really promising for 2020 I, Panther
0: football. Well, you know, 19, Gary, is certainly going to go down. I mean, you go back to week number one, right? We bookend this thing. Week yeah. number one, the triple overtime, and then, you know, the other bookend when the season came to an end. Two memorable games. I mean, Matthew Cook, how about his field goals up at Jack Trice Stadium? He was unbelievable, and uh, McIlwain, as you mentioned, uh, certainly a memorable year. Well, let's talk about basketball. We may be uh, starting to see signs of a memorable season out of Jacobson's squad. They're certainly off to a good start. They have the best record in the Valley. Uh, a Valley uh, a conference that's certainly taken some non-conference scalps, to say the least so far. What have you seen uh, from the Valleys? We get set to get into conference play, but the Panthers, let's uh, start with them. Uh, off to a terrific start at 10-1, and and no surprise, Green and company uh, really playing well early.
2: I tell you what, this, this team is built to be a postseason tournament team, Ken. This We've got the depth at guards. The way Justin Dahl's playing off the bench as a backup center. Austin Fife, I I, I think, is much improved. And taking that time off last year, getting healthy, he's doing the things that I think we all thought he was going to do when he came into the program as a freshman. Remember, they they, they took Austin Fife ahead of Cameron Crutwood, the, the center at Loyola, where they were on both those guys. And, when Fife committed, then they backed off on Crutwig and, and I think I know Fife can be that kind of center for us on what Crutwig was for their team that that had that deep run in the NCAA tournament all the way to the the Final Four, and you know it just this team it it, it, it looks to me like like our our Sweet Sixteen team that we had that made that great mm-hmm. run with good inside play, the really good shooting guards, and a, a very defensive minded team. I mean we're we're shutting some teams down. Uh, the way we defended West Virginia, uh, a game I really felt we, we should have won, got beat 60-55, But man, we did it! I thought we were really good against them for thirty five minutes. I agree. South Carolina, Colorado, uh, you know, we just what a great game that was. I, I'm telling you, this this is a team to keep an eye on. I, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but it, it feels like we're the team to beat in the valley, and 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 it's kind of fun to be be that team that is the hunted and uh, and, and not that we're out hunting everybody
1: else down. You know, uh, as you look back, you mentioned the West Virginia game, the only loss, but they bounced back. Got a win against a power conference team in South Carolina. That win against Colorado is going to go a long way. We're obviously very much crystal balling things here, but to put together a resume short of winning the MVC tournament in Missouri Valley, a different conference when it was year after year, getting multiple bids. I mean, do they have to be fifteen and three or better in league play to even get into that conversation for an at-large?
2: Yeah, you know it. It, it feels like you, you you've got to maybe win the regular season title. You got to be fifteen and three, sixteen and two. Yeah. You know, maybe fourteen and four and get to the championship game. Mm-hmm. And if you get bumped out, our resume guys might be good enough. Our numbers look really good right now. The problem is. When you look at the rest of the numbers of the teams we're going to play in the league, right? you know, I, I think they had us like as, as a 28, so yep. everybody's going to be shooting to knock us off to get that, that premier victory. But, um, you know, we're not going to face a lot of uh, top 50 type games in our league. We're just not. So you're going to have to put together a great Missouri Valley Conference season. And, and if you don't win that postseason conference tournament, maybe you did just enough that You've got 24, 25, 26 wins and run the regular season title, and that's good. That that'll be good enough. And and a lot of it depends on what happens across the country too, guys. I and mean, you don't want to have a bunch of upsets in a lot of those those postseason conference tournaments that that allow a, a second team in from other leagues too. But I tell you what, it's it's going to be a fun year. I, you know, watch out for Bradley. I, I still think Bradley's going to be a team to reckon with, even though Elijah Child's going to miss three to seven weeks with with an injury that he just suffered. Um, You know, Evansville can be a little scary. I I know they've got a decent team. They've been up and down. Gowdarn, Darren DeVries, they're at Mm. break. I mean, he's winning games. He's doing (laughs) a job with the Bulldogs. So that that final game of the regular season, you know, when we play at Des Moines uh, against the Bulldogs, that could be a beauty.
0: Yeah, uh, the twenty ninth of February. Is it's a, we're about to embark on a leap year. Trent and I were talking about that yesterday. Actually, the <laughs> regular season ahead. title on the line. In, well, I don't know about that, but there's certainly that fifteen and three could be on the yes. line. Right? I mean, I hope Drake lives up to it, and that comes down to that. But that's a great point, Gary. That that could be a special game, and it's a night game too. Right? It's a it's an early evening tip. There might be some buzz. Uh, in the city of Des Moines for you and I t- coming to the NAP Center to take on the Bulldogs on the 29th of Feb.
2: Yeah, well, you know, that's that that's that game that the league holds and doesn't always lock in a, a game time because they always select late in the season a, a, a feature game to be on. You know, maybe, maybe it's the, the Valley Game of the Week. Maybe it's on one of the ESPN channels or whatever. So, you know, that could be a, an afternoon your game all across the country too if it comes down to where the, the conference title could be on the line in that one so yeah that's it and we're going to play it on a day that's not even on the calendar <laughs> 29 I mean, are you sure we're playing no, how, how cool is that and play that on a, on a leap year day yeah that 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 could be fun we had a lot of basketball before then but, yeah we do let's you know, you know it, let's hope that the valley does enough to, to where we can get a second team in but you know, it's it's tough, guys. It, it, you know, at this level, it's hard to always get that second team in.
1: You know, A.J. Green, you mentioned now his sophomore season for the Panthers. He had so much on his plate a year ago as a freshman. But you're seeing, I think, that development out of him. Seems like he's playing at a much more efficient level. And, oh, well, that shot, it was certainly falling against Colorado. But your thoughts and the growth you've seen out of A.J. Green this season?
2: Well, first of all, T.C., he is, he is stronger. He's more physical. He's, you know... He came in as a true freshman and played right away. Now a year through the weight room and conditioning and eating right. Because I tell you, he's a gym rat. He's in he's in the gym all the time. I mean, I just, uh, it, it's crazy how much time he spends in there. But he spent a ton of time in the weight room. So I think strength-wise, just the way he's defending people, handling the ball better, and he's got a great shot. And, you know, with the way Burhall and some of the other guys are playing around him, that's really helped him, too, where, we just can't really try and lock down on AJ. He's, you know, he he's a special talent. I mean, I just, you know, we've had great guards before, but the confidence that he plays with, and the, you know, the way the rest of the team even, you know, looks up to him as a sophomore, it's it's really pretty cool to watch. And you know, he's a really humble kid, uh, fun to be around, great great to talk with. And I tell you what, if we if we get to where we all want to be at the end of the year. Um, a lot of it is going to be because AJ Green is just that much better this year than he was as a, a, a true freshman, and and he still, guys, he he still isn't anywhere near the ceiling. I mean, uh, and it's fun because some of the when we were in uh, Cancun, there were some NBA scouts there, and to hear them talk about this young man, mm. I tell you what, he's he's turning some heads, uh, not just at the collegiate level. There's some people that got their eye on him; they love his game. He actually, we, we even said to him. Uh, the other day we said you look taller AJ and he says yeah you know he says I think I actually grew about an inch. he, he looks like he's about 6'5 now guys and you know for that at a point guard spot and the way he can shoot it and and, and pass it and run the offense and he's defending better man he's He's
0: really coming on. Uh, Gary Reimer, the voice of the UNI Panthers. Gary, great to catch up with you. Look forward to doing this a whole bunch more times between now and, well, that leap year, that 29th of February, and then on to March right. as you guys head to St. Louis, and hopefully we'll head there uh, as the one seed. Gary, thank you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, my friend. Hey, to the U.K. and T.C., great being back on with you. And uh, let's do it again soon. Promise you we will. Thanks, Gary. Good to talk to you. Gary Ryma, uh, the voice of the UNI Panthers and, of course, all of our UNI conversation trend throughout, uh, whether it's Kevin Lehman or whether it's Gary Reima or whether it's the coach Jacobson himself, brought to us by
1: our friends at Washer Systems of Iowa. Thank you again to Jeff Egley as our conversations will continue. Find him at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Pressure washers. Equipment for your shop, for your garage, it is Washer Systems of Iowa. And the football team opens at Kinnick next year? Yeah, how about that? That's Back awesome. on the schedule again. I love it. Love it. The edict that was handed down, you know, that decision that came... And it didn't last long, though, right? I mean they, did. I don't even think it took effect because they were able to play the schools that they
0: had right. grandfathered
1: in. It might have been, was it last year? Were there any FCS on the Big Ten? It might have been uh, just one season only. But Maybe. But, but it makes sense because for Ohio State... Well, they got a bunch of Ohio right. Mac schools that they can choose. So in Michigan, they got Eastern and Western, and on and on and on. For the schools in the Big Ten West, though, there aren't those schools mm-hmm. outside of Northern Illinois. There isn't anybody over here from the MAC. So you're paying two point two million dollars a year keep for Sun Belt State, team,
0: keep it in state, or
1: Conference USA, or UNI and I, right. and South Dakota State, and North Dakota State. These are things that are financially visible, and they're better games. People are going to be more excited for U and I. People in Minnesota are more excited when Nodak State or Sodak State sure. goes in there for a matchup as opposed to Troy, as opposed to Appalachian State. Those are good Sunbelt teams coming in there. But the regional interest is important. Glad to have those back. Absolutely. We'll take a time out. We'll come back,
0: finish the hour. John Camp on all the Hawkeye news that was made yesterday. He'll be on at 11. Zubin Mahente at 11.20s will go around the world of sports with Zubin. Trent and I are with you until noon. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 14... Million dollars million. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on
2: iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO.
0: All right, welcome back. Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO with you here right up until noon. That's the case every Monday through Friday. Well, except you in special weeks like next week with Christmas and day before and then the next one, 31st uh, New Year's Eve day and New Year's Day. There'll be no local programming this Tuesday or next Tuesday, Wednesday, and the one following that. So we'll talk to Cappy tomorrow for the last time until well, middle of 2020. 2020, right? Whatever that day will be, the eighth of January, we'll get capped for the next time. I saw they're already advertising that Cubs convention. Oh yes, you know it's funny the way the calendar goes, right? When things end, mm-hmm. and we're in the middle of the off season now in baseball, and you check off the caravan if you're a Chicago Cubs fan. Before
1: and- we came on today, we were talking about the golf majors, yes. and what they're going to be next yep. year. Already looking for that's mm-hmm. that's what you do in this business. Mm-hmm. You're in the here and now, and you're always sad when football's coming to an end, but. I'm sad, I'm distraught. There's always something to look forward to. I know.
0: Look forward to a couple of uh, Iowa-owned horses making an impact on the first Saturday in May. Potentially. Yeah, help me out too.
1: here a little bit because I heard it's not just the one horse that you mentioned, Dennis' moment. Dennis's
0: moment, right. but there's another. Uh, his name is Thousand Words, and he's Bob Baffert, who's trained in the last two Triple Crown winners. Uh, that's a name that I know, right? Uh, he has. Uh, it's another one owned by Lucien Alba okay. uh, and he's based in California, and he's two for two, and might be better than Dennis's moment. We'll see, Oof. but the. The winter book, the, 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 I mean, it's the first Saturday in May of next year, but the favorites right now are of the top five. They have two of the top five wow. contenders. It's a long way between now and the first Saturday in May, as I will tell you, but that's a, certainly a story to watch, and we will, uh, as we turn the calendar from 19 to 20. This year has flown by, dude.
1: It has. It's been a fun year here. Oh, for fun! I've had a ball at KXNO. So happy to be here. Yeah, it's been incredible. In fact, I was talking to Mike downstairs yesterday. He goes, you guys going to do like a special anniversary show? Like, no, ah, I don't know about that. I don't think we're going to quite go that far. But it, it has been quite the year, and so happy to be here. Love the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time slot spectacular. Th- this is. I <laughs> mean, this is perfect for you. It's wonderful. It is. You know, we got bowl games in the middle of the day starting
0: on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. The Bahamas Bowl. Are you in any confidence bulls? I am. What's your most confident? do you know yet? Have you filled it out? I haven't come to today. that point.
1: I'm I'm going through my fantasy league that I'm in for the Bulls. After I get through that, then it's time for confidence bulls. No, that's
0: a great that's a great concept. I don't know if we came up with it. It's been out for a while, but mm-hmm. it's a really good concept. All right, eleven o'clock hours next. We take you until noon. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.